Welcome back to the Worldview Minute. As we start to explore here, how did we get here? How did we get to a point where we've reached the absurdity that a man can say he's a woman and people take that seriously? Well, we got there because we removed God from the equation of seeking truth. And we're going to ex examine that by seeing two different turns to the south, to the individual, and then one, third thing, one uh, split that has happened in our way of thinking about truth. And as I lay these foundations, understand, I'm painting with a broad brush, covering a lot of the history of thought rather quickly, but this gives you the necessary foundation to understand how did we get to where we are today. And the basic idea here is this, that ideas have consequences. That as you formulate ideas and you start to live by them, they set you in a direction. And that direction will lead you in, into certain affirmations. We didn't come to this point where we can deny basic biology and basic truths overnight. We did that slowly but surely as we denied the necessary foundations for living truly. Francis Schaeffer wrote about it this way. He said, no matter what a man may believe, he cannot change the reality of what is. Boy, do we need to hear that today. As Christianity is the truth of what is there, to deny this on the basis of another system is to stray from the real world. Right? So Christianity is true to what is actually there. If you deny Christianity, you start to stray. You start to wander away from what is actually there, what is real. What is another word for crazy? To be insane is to lose touch with reality, to lose touch with what is there, objectively there. To call a man a woman or a woman a man and to say that with a straight face and with some form of moral superiority is to be insane. It is to have lost touch with what is actually there. Well, how did we get there? Two turns to the self, to the individual, and one split. Let's unpack these. The first turn to the self is this. The turn to human reason in the pursuit of truth. We call this the Enlightenment or Modernism. So we're talking about 17, 16, 1700s, uh, on until about the early uh, 1900s, 1950, uh, about that. To understand how we got there, we have to understand this history of Western thought. The Enlightenment or modernism is this idea that we could find truth primarily through human reason. And human reason was was used or was the process of, of working that out was through the scientific method. Now, if you go back to the foundation of science, which we will in a future series of episodes, you're going to see that it was built upon the Christian worldview. But we, we have this enlightenment idea that if we want to find truth, we don't need God. We remove revelation, the revelation of God. We no longer have general revelation and special revelation as the, as the standards by which everything else is judged. But we now have human reason over God and over his revelation. And now we are going to examine and judge everything by reason and the scientific method. That is now the primary standard by which we can pursue truth and know what is true. And that's how you end up with things like deists who remove certain things from scripture. Because we know that that's not the way the world works. We have reason and reason teaches us that that's not possible. You can't part a Red Sea. A dead man can't come back to life. We know because human reason has become the standard. This enlightenment or, or modernism is, is best summarized by Rene Descartes' slogan, I think, therefore, I am. What is the basis of knowledge? It is me, my individual self. If I'm thinking that I exist, that's the baseline foundation. So we've turned within, we've turned to the subject, to the individual, human reason, a, a finite standard by which we can now judge and weigh and pursue truth. And so modernism was a positive or a 
an optimistic worldview because it, it revealed or it believed that truth exists and truth can be known. That if we just think rationally, if we pursue human reason, and again, Christians aren't against human reason, but human reason is chastened and it's underneath the revelation of God. But if we make reason and human reason the standard, we will arrive at universal truth. It was an optimistic worldview because it believed that humans could reach objective truth on their own apart from God. And so the main thing we see with this, this turn to the self is that it has replaced God as the arbiter of truth with the individual self or humans as a totality. Modernism is that first turn to the self. And it produced a lot of different isms, right? Grand storylines, grand narratives that were put forward as an argument for how to make sense of all of life, whether that was Darwinism or scientism or, or even Marxism comes out of this, this um, enlightenment idea that Marx claimed that this was the truly scientific way to do politics. It was the only scientific way. Science was then co-opted and used as a justification for anything. This should sound familiar uh, to those of us who lived through the pandemic. Science now was the arbiter of what is true. And the problem with, with modernism and the Enlightenment is that as it wore on, it produced lots of wars, it produced lots of disagreements, and nobody, despite this appeal to human reason, could agree upon what was actually reasonable. No one could agree on what the actual universal truth was because man in his finite nature could only appeal to his own reason and people disagree on what is reasonable and what makes sense. And so you have these guys come in uh, like, like David Hume who are skeptics who then just tear this system to shreds saying you can't know anything. Or even uh, Nietzsche. Nietzsche is, it comes in and says you can't know anything. You've killed God. Right? And you haven't realized the implications of killing God is that you can't really know anything. And so Nietzsche was a, was a nihilist to an extent that there was no truth, but he was actually in some ways an ally to Christians because he realized the implication that if God wasn't there, then we have no foundation for truth whatsoever. Well, the science is still tried to operate as if truth still exists. And so this is the first turn to the self, to the individual. We've replaced God with man. We've replaced revelation with reason. That then leads to the second turn to the self. Instead of relying upon human reason, we now construct reality. We interpret reality. Uh, this is what we would call postmodernism or relativism. It is marked by a distaste and a distrust for universal truth claims. It looks at the failures of modernism, of all the different isms that led to bloodshed and that couldn't agree on what was actually true. And it said that there is no way for us to actually know what is, what is universally true. True, and in this way, postmodernism relativizes truth and is extremely pessimistic. It won't, and sometimes it doesn't answer whether or not universal truth exists, but this much is clear, we can't know it. Immanuel Kant's work is really important to the development of postmodernism, as it says that man's mind doesn't have a direct interaction with reality, but rather our minds construct and impose structures upon reality. So your understanding of reality is not a one-for-one one with what is actually there. Rather, your mind has certain structures that it is forcing upon reality in order to make sense of it. So we basically can't really know reality in any objective way. Your mind filters it. Everything is interpreted. And again, there is some truth to this. 
And when we said we're living through the pandemic, you would see there would be these scientific studies. And some scientists would say, this is the proper interpretation of the facts. Or this is the proper interpretation of the facts. And they're warring at each other. And most scientific facts do have to be interpreted. You don't just have raw facts that then coalesce themselves into some theory. Scientists have to impose their, their thinking upon it to make sense out of it. But individuals are now detached from truth in a universal sense. And instead now all you have is personal stories group stories, narratives, and this is the natural outgrowth of modernism. Postmodern relativism, that there is no universal truth, is sometimes called hypermodernism. It's the natural development of modernistic thought. Once you removed a universal standard and you make man, the individual finite person, the standard of truth, you now eventually introduce it to being relative. Right? There is no higher authority than man, and man can't agree on things, so there is no actual Truth. And so in this way, postmodernism is extremely pessimistic as it looks to truth claims as basically assertions of power by those who have the power in society. So it is correct in that it now turns, sorry, it's not correct. It now turns a second turn to the self within. Instead of man seeking truth through human reason as the standard of truth, it now turns further within the self and says man now gets to determine for himself what is true but it is only really true for the individual. So we turn within, human reason determines truth, we turn further within when we realize we can't really do that, and now it is man who is building or constructing his version of reality. Schaefer again says this, man's finiteness is a smallness. He is not a sufficient reference point to himself. Postmodernism recognizes that. Man is not a sufficient reference point for himself. We're too small. We need an infinite reference point if we want to have truth. So that leads us to our third thing, the split that happens. The fact-value split. If there is no universal truth, we can now have individual facts, and we can have values, things that we value. Modernism and postmodernism do exist today. Together, they coexist. The hard sciences like biology and chemistry still largely operate under the understandings and the assumptions of modernism. That there is a way to find objective reality truth. The soft sciences, the social sciences, sciences, uh, the arts, those now are mostly postmodern. Okay, They affirm that everything is relative, relative, it's power games, it's determined by culture. But now we start to see the soft sciences today eating away at the hard sciences. Math is now viewed as Oppressive. It's a view as a form of racism. Scientists is also viewed as oppressive because everything is ultimately subjective and relative to the individual. But we have now this split going on between fact and values. You can have facts and you can have things that you value, but we don't have actual truth. So there are facts out there for some people. You know, two plus two does indeed equal four, but then there's also values. I value this, I don't value that. We don't talk about universal truth claims anymore, we talk about values. And this has even infiltrated its way into the church. We have churches who have core values. Now, I think most of them adopt this without really thinking it through. But value is a relative term. It is the church or an organization saying, we value this. It's not saying that this thing is inherently valuable. It is not saying that this thing is inherently true. But this is what we think is important. At Christ Bible Church, we don't do that. We have essentials. We talk about virtues. We talk about truths. That these things, that the Bible isn't something that we find valuable, though we do. It is primarily true. It is true. We don't think that um, 
telling the truth or being truthful is valuable, though it is. That's not its primary identifier, but that, that is a virtue. There's an external standard that we are appealing to. Because if humans, postmodernism, merely construct reality in their minds, then we have to apply that to all of life, including the sciences. So we have this, this break now today as we try to hold on to both modernism and postmodernism. That this break that there are facts out there, but those facts can't really be totalized unless it's advantageous to our political cause. And then we have things that we value. So when we get into the realm of eth ethics and right and wrong and religion, we those are values and those are facts. And our facts are outside of that in a different realm of life. And we've introduced the split into our lives. But that's not the way the world works. If something is true, then it is true. Whether we're talking about science or art or religion. If something is value, it's if it's a judgment call, if it's relative, then it's relative in all fields. Nancy Piercy puts it well like this. She says, the world is not a creation of my mind. We must reject Kant. We must reject postmodernism. The world is not a creation of my mind. It is the handiwork of God. We started with this foundation. God created. God spoke the world into existence. The human mind cannot usurp the creator's role and function. That's at the heart of both the rejection of God in modernism and in postmodernism, is that we are replacing God with ourselves. Right? Modernism replaces God as the standard of truth. Postmodernism replaces God as creator. The man is now the creator. We construct what is true. So a man can be a woman because he's constructing himself that way. And that's the ultimate foundation for truth. It's within. And the Christian comes in and says, no, that's not the way it works. Here is a better way to live. So, so we now have to I also ask ourselves, how do we get to this point? How do we get to a point where we can't really know truth? In our next episode, we're going to unpack three uh, attacks on humanity that have led us to a place in which we don't really know what is true anymore. I encourage you to like, comment, and share this video as we continue to build that, that Christian worldview founded, founded on the idea of truth in Christ.